0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Welcome back to How to Barbecue Right, the podcast edition. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, as always. Rochelle, how are you feeling today?
1: Great. It's hey, Friday.
0: It's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's always Made it through another week, baby. Yeah, high five. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. No, it, uh, man, we had a good week this week. It we had some beautiful weather. Uh, we got It's a to, little hot this week. Yeah, we warmed up towards the end of the week. We did, man, did my fantasy football party last weekend. I'll tell you what, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I love playing fantasy football. With I mean, as busy as we are on the weekends, it's hard to keep up with all of it and I, you yeah know, you don't
1: have the time you used to I'm not
0: yeah I'm not as into it as far as keeping up with the stats and trades and all that I like watching football and it does make it interesting to have a team with players playing but my favorite thing is the draft I love the draft because it, you know most of the time I don't see these guys that's in my league but once a year it's on draft day so it's kind of like a little family reunion you know we all get together <laughs> and of course I got to do some good food and you know you get to help us out and Putting a big spread on for the guys, and of course you know, the libations start flowing, and it's it, it's an all day deal, really. It's, yeah.
1: not, it's not. Oh, it's, it's all weekend deal because we start prepping on Friday yeah, and it was on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, but it was so, a lot of
1: fun. So let's talk about the menu.
0: Yeah. Well, or our what? league is called Ribs and Whiskey, and that's been the this league's been going on way before my time. Uh, they got, I was
1: actually in it, the original it, league. It started at, at Mississippi in State, at Mississippi State. In right? Mississippi State, we yeah, were in college. A, and that was back before. I mean, fantasy football was brand new. We, you know, yeah. we just signed up for a Yahoo league, and I think there was eight of us in the first. That league. was the
0: old style too, where you didn't really yeah. play each other. You just
1: you had played, stats, I remember right? your draft was you just kind of put the players you would like in order, and it kind of did an automatic draft. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah did it
0: did. So that's you know that's odd. That's where that came from. I've always wondered why they have a thing on there for like personal preference of players. And That's how it auto
1: drafts you, so yeah. it was all auto you draft. put your. I remember putting you know who I wanted on my team because I, I mean, remember you just Brett Favre every time You just put Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. <laughs> that wasn't an option. <laughs> Rodney actually stole Brett Favre from me that year, and that's I had not... him as my number one pick.
0: Well, now it's totally different. I mean, yeah. fantasy football is big time, it's and a, you know, it's a bit, there's a lot, it's a lot of money in it, but it's, I mean. Now you know it's a big deal. You yet, all yeah. your players and their matchup, and it's head to head the way our league is, and we've got twelve teams. And man, the the, the player pool gets slim when you get up to there. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's 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 a lot harder than it used to be to me. Oh yeah, especially trying to keep up with it. And, and they take it really
1: games. serious. That's why I kind of quit.
0: Well, yeah, the guys I play with, take it, I don't take it seriously, but they do. <laughs> I just like to cook barbecue. It's an excuse for me to hang out on draft day. I think that's probably why they keep me in the league. They take my money and they <laughs> let me cook for them.
1: You won a couple of years ago, what, three, it's four been years two,
0: ago? Two years, I think it was. Yeah. That's how I got to host these parties because, you know, the way their rules were, if you won the year before, you had to host it at your house. You got to pick the location just so you could do it at your house. And there's always, you know, buy the keg of beer and, and you got your little trophy presented to you and all that. And you got to keep it for the year. And so it was kind of their, their tradition. And Now, since
1: I've won that one time. and, I, and I, they, they were just like, okay, this is good. We'll let him
0: cook every year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let the, we'll let you stay in the league as long as you cook. So, appreciate that, guys.
1: <laughs> so but, uh, you did six different flavors of wings. Well, it was ribs and whiskey
0: first. So I yeah. figured I had to get a bunch of good whiskey and I had to cook some ribs. That's like standard. So I just did my
1: Memphis-style dry rib because that's the ones I like to eat. and um, You did six slabs, which was, you figured, half a slab per person. Everybody got half a
0: slab, and I did about 25 pounds of, of, of chicken wings. <laughs> and it ended up being, I counted them all because I wanted to even, you know. That's kind of my little thing. 170 wings. Total? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I did those six ways. And, you know, I mean, I like all different flavors of wings. And I've been playing around with some wing sauces that, you know, actually I may try to bottle some of them because they're really good. But um, I did. So I did a parm jerk. Uh, No, you did
1: a garlic parm. A garlic parm. Well, how would you cook the garlic parm? You fried those, right? Yeah,
0: I I put a little light breading on those. That's kind of my take on a, a Hooter style wing. A little light breading, deep fried them. Tossed them in my white barbecue sauce that I turned into like a garlic parm uh, wing sauce. Which but I, that was
1: a great idea. It was delicious. Yeah, that was no, my
0: favorite. I, I cut back on like the, took the horseradish out, a little bit of the vinegar out, but I added Parmesan cheese and then some fresh, uh, like uh, parsley, parsley. And a little bit of oregano just to give it some flavor. Did you add extra black garlic? Pepper. Added some extra garlic to it, tossed the wings in that, and then topped them with a little more parsley and the more shredded parm, you know, not the really fine powdery parm
1: mm-hmm.
0: man that was a good wing yeah
1: it, it, that one was my favorite
0: and then i did of course i had to do some uh, vortex style grilled but uh, i call them grilled wings they kind of get a little crispy but i did my firecracker sauce on those it was that firecracker chicken i did years ago man that that brings some punch to it but it's got a sweetness that balances it out it's very good those it's were quick. good that's a really
1: simple sauce that's like Got a lot of flavors. Yeah. And it's really good. Oh
0: yeah, and it's super easy to do. Mm-hmm. Super easy. I also did just like a dry rub smoked wing. So that's three of them.
1: Those are the really those are the ones I like to get to dip in the ranch because I made a homemade ranch that's really good. So those dry rub smoked wings are. You got to have the homemade, homemade the ranch, ranch yeah. and
0: homemade blue cheese.
1: Then I did my jerk, Jamaican jerk, and you fried those
0: right? Um, I'll, let's see. The jerk, yes, I did. The Thai and the jerk, I also fried, but I didn't go as heavy on the batter with them. I kind of did like a cornstarch batter, just so it, uh, enough to really get it crispy when you, you know, kind of deep fry it. And uh, let's see, I did the jerk and I used the same, my jerk sauce. I kind of used the jerk pork sauce that I did here recently on one of my videos. It went, I mean, it, that, man, that stuff's good.
1: Yeah.
0: And I've been working on the jerk seasoning and I kind of incorporated that into that sauce recipe. Oh, man. I love the jerks. Probably everybody's the consensus favorite. I think Michael, our son, even showed up and ate a ton of the jerks. He just kept, man, those are great. (laughs) They weren't. Now none of them were super hot. I guess the firecracker. You told me the the one thing you
1: were disappointed in is the heat level. Of course, I did some
0: regular buffalo, garlic buffalo, and I, I mean, I just used. Butter in our hot sauce, the killer hot spicy garlic hot sauce. Oh, really? That was it? Yeah. And I think I I put a little extra garlic and a pinch and a little more cayenne just to give it a kick. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't hot. It wasn't that hot. They were good. Our hot sauce is an eating hot sauce. It's not a blow your heads off. And the last one was like that spicy Thai. And it had a little heat to it. I mean, the Thai did. That's a really, really good sauce. I mean, if you like Asian flavors, it's a really good sauce. Yeah.
1: And then we had two dips. I did a jalapeno popper dip. That was the first time I've ever tried that dip. I pulled the recipe off Pinterest and
0: was that the one in the skillet? Yeah, yeah.
1: It was just. It was really good. Yeah, it was basically like jack cheese and cream cheese and jalapenos and what are I'm those the, and you get in the can diced green chili? Yeah,
0: the diced green chili. I'm gonna steal that recipe and, and convert it into one of my own because I think that'd be a good one to do like at holiday time if you you know you're having these holiday oh, parties. Yeah. it'd be football food. Hit, Yeah, it would be be really good because you could throw that cast iron right on the smoker or the grill. And then I think I would serve it instead of like with corn chips, Um, we we served it with the Frito scoops, but I guarantee it would be good if you take like a baguette and toast it and so you got a little hearty or something to dip it in, almost like a bread, it would be really, really good. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I took the recipe off Pinterest and I never just take a recipe and... Go with it. I always tweak and add. Oh, I bet you put mayonnaise in it. <laughs> I didn't know. Mayonnaise in it. We said we weren't going to talk about mayonnaise
0: this week. <laughs> I gotta slip it in every podcast now, <laughs> so everybody knows how much you adore mayonnaise.
1: <laughs> I put that Don Julio. Is it Don Julio's? Is that Julio's? What it's uh,
0: Julio's se- the tortilla chip
1: season? Yes. They, they had the Mexican stuff. <laughs> <shop. Man, laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> you had it in there. I mean, it was Mexican type flavors. Yeah. It was jack cheese and.
0: You know, chilies and oh, stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what really put it over the top. That season's great. It's, it's, it's is it Don Julio's or am I just making it Don, Don Julio's? Don Julio's a
0: tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get them confused. Julio's is just a dry seasoning that they make for tortilla chips is what I, what I say it's made mm-hmm. for. It's good on everything. You know, it's mostly like <laughs> MSG. It's <That's laughs> like it? the number one ingredient on it. And then it's got like cumin and some paprika and of course some salt. And
1: pepper. No wonder it's delicious. <laughs> it
0: wakes up that flavor.
1: Um. Yeah, if you've ever been to a Mexican restaurant and they had, like, a salt pe- shaker, a pepper shaker, and then, you know. Seasoned shaker. seasoning shaker. Yeah. It's
0: probably Julio's. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but, man, it's good on chips.
1: But then I did. Um,
0: it's great on everything. It's like, it's it's pretty much Mexican AP. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: kind of what
0: it is.
1: Exactly. Hey, there's a product right there. Mexican AP. And then I did um the crack dip.
0: That's which the is, one that I can't. I'm, you know why they call it crack dip? Because it's just like addictive addictive like crack is addictive. the first time ranch. you try it you're always chasing that flavor <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's pretty much a ranch dip that you put a pound of bacon in a pound of cheese in and, and some are, green onions for
1: the help it give you a little healthiness man you could eat that stuff on anything uh-huh, it's so could. good and then we did a big you sausage know, and cheese board yeah that's always i mean if i'm if i'm cooking something for people
0: i'm gonna have some sausage and cheese that's just what people eat. Like to the the oh, every yeah. time somebody walks by, they grab a piece of sausage, a piece of cheese. I, th- I really like the pickles and the the pepperonis. That's usually what I grab. <laughs> it's a quick so quick bite of something while you're going to get a
1: refill. And since you had the cooker fired up, you um. Oh man, I ordered, your... I ordered
0: I ordered twenty five. what's a twenty five pound box of pork skins, dehydrated pork skins uh, from a company called American Skins. That's the only place I know to get them. And they sell them, that's the smallest size box they sell. It's 25 pounds. It's a ton of pork rinds. But they're just little pellets that they, you can get different sizes, small, medium, or large. And you deep fry them. I mean, I fried them in peanut oil. That's what I was cooking my wings in. And would it take a minute, maybe? They just kind of blow up. And it makes the best pork skis. They're delicious.
1: You don't even have to put seasoning on them. I like them just plain. They're
0: keto, right?
1: They say they are.
0: <laughs> uh, I just don't believe that. No carbs in them. It's all fat. I know. The good fat. It kind of clogs your arteries. <laughs> I'm talking about the good, tasty fat. Not that bad fat, like avocado <laughs> fat.
1: That's the bad fat. I'm talking about good fat. So Sprinkle the, them with some hot rub. Oh, man. The hot rub is great on that. Um, should, They show up in a big box, you know, and the box is already starting to get a little greasy. It's a greasy box, and too. The, all the pork pellets are in these dehydrated pork skins, little pieces of them. Like are like Yeah, they're in a big bag. And so we actually got it, and I had to, it was my job to have to scoop them out and put them into smaller Ziploc bags so we could store them and, you know, give them away or whatever. And it was, I had grease all over my hands. I oh, it's a all, mess. It was, yeah, I've oh, done. I got it on my shirt. If you do it in I the winter, take a shower. it's
0: better to do it in the summer because when it's hot, because at least it's loose. When it's in the winter and those Ugh. things have been sitting on the porch and they get cold and that grease gets thick, oh man! Do you
1: like, have to like chisel it up? Eh,
0: it ain't that bad. Well, no, it's not like sticking together. It's just extra thick, greasy. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, <laughs> that's just part of it. The way that yeah. I
1: mean, pigs fat—that's just right? how it is. Yeah, but they are good when you fry them up. I tell you what, the way to do those
0: is order a box of them. I think they're—I think I paid eighty-nine bucks for twenty-five pounds. It would make a dump truck load of <laughs> porch kids when you fry them, but get somebody to go in with you. That's yeah. usually what I do. I just, I'll give them away to somebody I'll be like, man, you all support, you know, pork yeah. pellets. You can cook at home because they are a really good snack and they're easy to do. You can fry them like just right on your stove. You just fry a few at a time and they blow up and take them out and drain them
1: on paper towels, season them and fry another batch. One of the things that we kind of do—it's kind of like a little thing. We, I guess, we kind of came up with it. I don't, I don't know, but we serve it with a white jalapeno pimento and cheese, mm-hmm. and that's just so southern, you know. You
0: it's get good. this pork
1: skin, this crispy fresh pork skin, and put you a little dab of Cream, pimento cheese
0: creamy on it. Pimento I mean, cheese. I, they are—that's that's a better than eating it with a cracker to me. You get a I'd salty,
1: creamy—you know what I like to do is have a bottle of hot maybe. sauce
0: up there too. So you got your pork skin. Put you smear a good pimento cheese on it, <laughs> and then dab it with the hot sauce. And man, you got you talk about it's get, good. It's a that's an appetizer.
1: It is. We had it sitting out. I don't think that's we how didn't. Fat ex- folks do. <laughs> I don't think we explained it because nobody, you know, it was just like pimento cheese and some pork rinds. We didn't say, okay, you put this here. I send everybody.
0: I try to send everybody home with a bag of pork rinds. I fried a bunch. Yeah. That would take them. So, yeah. I
1: guess some people don't eat pork grinds.
0: That's they come un-American to me. Yeah. How can you not? They're key. They're they're carb-free. It's like
1: you know, don't even count. <laughs> you can just eat them all day. I don't know about that now. I just
0: I, I bet the hog farmers appreciate me saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the recipe this week.
0: All right. Well, yeah, So we did. I want to do something Labor, for Labor day. day, and um, I wanted to cook some ribs. I know a lot of. The reason why a lot of places have ribs on sale this weekend, I saw the sales ads and all the stores, I And mean, this is like the last barbecue holiday, Labor Day. And so I said, you know what, I'll do some ribs. But I wanted to do something. And since the, my fantasy football ribs and whiskey draft was on my mind, I said, I'm going to do a whiskey glaze. And what better whiskey to use for that than Jack Daniels? So I said, I, you know, I usually spritz ribs a little bit to keep them moist. I'm going to use a Jack and Coke for that.
1: Perfect, yeah, right.
0: that was kind of unique. And yeah, I saw I had a question on it about making it and then why did I make it over ice and then and let then, it melt? Yeah, because yeah. I wanted the water content in there too. I didn't want it just to be sweet coke and then whiskey. You got to dilute it down a little bit. And a cup of and that jar of ice is perfect for that, yeah. But you, but you could, could just have just water. added water, yeah. You yeah. could have put a shot of whiskey, two shots of coke, and then you know, what about another cup, a of, a cup water of water is what I would guess water. would be the right ratio. That's the first time I've ever done that recipe. I mean, I just came up with it. I never I mean I never made the glaze because I, th- I I made a whiskey glaze before, but I wanted something I really like that vinegar sauce because it has the you know, the little twang to it, the acidity from the vinegar and it has a little sweetness to it. But I added some more brown sugar and then I also, you know, put a a shot of Jack Daniels in the whiskey sauce and then I wanted a little bit of fruit flavor and it said pineapple will go great because you know, we love making those U Bond specials. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pineapple juice. Uh, good bourbon or Jack Daniel's, something like that, and some ginger ale. So I knew pineapple would go with the bourbon, and I just cooked it enough to where you brought it to a little bowl and simmered it for a little while to cook off the alcohol. And what's left is that caramel kind of oaky flavor you get from Jack Daniel's whiskey. Yeah, and it goes so well with pork. And I was I was really surprised about how good. I could see using that glaze. Even in a contest, because it's—I mean, it's not like you're going to taste it and say, "Oh, that's whiskey in there." Yeah, even if but you don't a, like
1: whiskey. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: good stuff. I mean, that that glaze would be good on wings. I mean, you could toss it. Oh yeah. You could use it on all kinds of stuff. It'd be good on pork loin. It'd be good over butt. I mean, I, heck, I'm going to make some of that up and, and use it for other things, other than well, just. Well, I made beer. A,
1: a Jack Daniel's glaze for a cheesecake. Oh, that salted caramel. Yeah, it's a Jack salted glaze. caramel, Jack Daniels Glaze, and I actually turned it in at the Jack Daniels contest for the dessert. Um That was a good that was a good little Yeah, it's delicious. Sauce. It's, it's like, more of a dessert sauce though to put over ice cream to me or, oh, yeah, cheese, it is. or the cheesecake. Oh, yeah, you know? It's not a cooking
0: it, But what was it? Mainly butter, like brown butter and sugar that caramelized a little, so you make yeah, a caramel sauce with the, brown butter. Yeah.
1: It's and you something add the like Jack that. Daniels and cook it off, or something at the end. I just remember it being so good, and you get that little hint of whiskey, but it's not. Well, that's, know, a,
0: that's the thing. Like Jane, or the Jack's coming up here at the end of October, and at that contest, you always have to. They want you to incorporate Jack Daniels into the the recipe some kind of way. Just that's well,
1: that's how they make their money. So yeah. the Jack Daniels. So and I never thought I would like it, you know, because I don't want the whiskey in my barbecue sauce. But if you do it the right way. It just adds to it. It I just it love makes whiskey. it better.
0: That's <laughs> my downfall. No, it's not my downfall. I have to do it in moderation. I would drink a bottle a day if I thought I could live.
1: <laughs> well, let's back up on that. I have to reserve touch. that.
0: A few shots here or there.
1: A few shots. So um, let's talk about where you found the ribs because those were some big, pretty. Man, those were Kroger ribs. I, I, <laughs> I,
0: they were and tenders from Kroger. But I tell you, man, the stores, they have sales on them. So this week, if you need to buy some pork, go get it. Mm-hmm. I found butts for $1.19. I'm cooking some. I just took them off the grill. I, I mean, I, I, uh, they were seaboard butts at a store called Super Low, but I'm sure every store has, you know, something similar. But these were dollar, And I hadn't seen $1.19 butts in a long time. Yeah. The ribs were, man, they were like a dollar. $59 or $1.79 at Kroger a pound, which is pretty damn cheap for spare ribs. Now, what I did, I bought the whole spare ribs, and I cut them down to St. Louis myself. And I took the membrane off, and there wasn't much trimming. But I looked for the meatier pack of whole spare ribs. I flip, First, I flip them over because, you know, they're not double-packed. They're just a single pack. You can see the bones, and I wanted to find some of the straightest bones I could and find.
1: And you did.
0: And I mean- then I wanted to find some that were evenly thick all the way across. Some of them you get and you know, you put your hand, fingers on them, whatever, and your fingers almost touching. They're so thin in places. I don't like those. I want one that's a meaty rib. So I want, I want those packs to be, you know, almost, you know, over four and a half pounds, five pounds for a single pack.
1: Of of the holes. Of the I mean,
0: I think the ones I bought by the time they were on sale, they're still were under, right at 10 bucks or 950 or 989, something like that, for those ribs. It wasn't bad at all.
1: But and, the marbling in them was awesome. Yeah, they, I mean, were, they were big. The, the, you would have taken those and cooked them at a contest, Heck, Yeah, you? I
0: wouldn't have been scared at all to take those. I wish I could get them every time that same size. So I mean, you, that, that's yeah. the perfect size to me for a rib. I mean, you got a substantial uh, bone, you know, because you can see when I cut those, those were big pieces of spare ribs. They're, they look good.
1: And somebody asked um, why you didn't use a binder, why you didn't, you know, put the mustard underneath your your rub. I woke up on the right side of the
0: bed that day. <laughs> so when I wake up on the left side of the bed, I use a binder. But if I wake up on the right side, I don't. No, it don't matter. It really, I mean, I, you know, when we use mustard as binders and I, I do them on some stuff in comps, it's kind of a, like a habit or a luck, you know, it's a superstition kind of thing. I don't think, I honestly, honestly, honestly don't think it makes a bit of difference if you put mustard on it or if you don't if you put a binder, cause you don't taste that mustard. The only thing it does, it might make the rub stick a little better, but uh, it, you know, if you let them sit there and let the rub sit out and get them tacky anyway, they're gonna, they're gonna stick to it no matter what. So, so the
1: key is if you don't use a binder, you need to let it sit yeah, out I and
0: mean, get tacky. I have just ran them up the rub yeah. on it and ran them too. And I mean, I don't think you could, I don't think somebody could sit down and pick out a slab of ribs and say, Oh, you put mustard on those or you didn't. Now I have discussed that with other people before and I, and, uh, um, Heath Heath Riles, he told me that he puts mustard on his because the mustard makes it more visual where you can see where you put rub or not. So if you still see mustard, you didn't get rub on it. (laughs) So I said, well, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm cooking them at home. I don't care. If I'm cooking them in comps, I always use mustard, a little line of it. And it's just,
1: it's more out of
0: superstition habit,
1: yeah. yeah. Trying to repeat the same thing that I did good with one time. Well, uh, someone else asked about you, you know, sometimes you wrap in butcher paper, sometimes you wrap in full. When do you decide? How do you decide?
0: That's that's kind of just matter one side of the bed or one of the yeah, other too. Same thing. Personal preference. Well, sometimes I mean, you
1: don't even wrap.
0: Sometimes I don't wrap. Like those Memphis ribs and I do dry ribs, I don't wrap them. It ap- I mean you cook can you cook just as good as ribs all three ways? Yeah. I mean they're all good. Um, what wrapping in butcher paper does, it kind of gives a bark If you like a heavier bark, if you want that, you know, crunchier texture, go ahead and wrap it butcher paper if you want, you know, if you don't mind it. Because full does kind of steam it off some because it's wrapped up and nothing has a way to escape. So, you know, it traps all that moisture in. And that's what, you know, but full's faster. You know, they cook a little faster wrapped in full. So it's kind of just a matter of, I mean.
1: It's a game time decision.
0: However you want to do it. I mean, I always say on all my stuff, man, this is how I'm doing it today. It may not be how I do it every day, but it's how it's one way to do it. And take that recipe, and make it your own. You know, to try it. Hey, do the same thing and wrap it in butcher paper. You might like it better. Don't wrap it and do it. In, in
1: yeah, try it like all it. the ways. Try it all the ways.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah, that's the way. That's the way I like doing stuff. I mean, I guarantee you those would have been good ribs if I'd have wrapped them in butcher paper. Mm-hmm. One hundred. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if my, my butcher paper didn't get here in time. I ordered some <laughs> more from Amazon, and it was on the porch yesterday. I think, but. I didn't get it in time. I probably would have wrapped it butcher paper. I left my other roll out and it got wet, so I didn't have any to use. Well, I don't think it. I mean, I've even put them in pans and covered the. You know, I've stacked four slabs of ribs in one big long pan, put full over, and cooked them that way. It works. I mean,
1: yeah. Your your goal is just to render.
0: Yeah, your goal is just to get them rendered. Yeah.
1: Well, you either um, do
0: it with time, or you can speed it up by wrapping them in some kind of substrate. I know guys that wrap in plastic wrap, you know, like saran wrap, and then wrap them in full or butcher paper or something like that. So,
1: didn't that really steam them?
0: I would think so. I've never tried it, but you know, it seems like that plastic wrap would really trap everything in.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would you do differently? Anything? Mm.
0: No, I would do anything. I'd probably make a little more of that glaze and save.
1: <laughs> I was dipping, you know, after we got done and I ate a few, I was dipping a little bites and back in that glaze it was they were good. good
0: they were good they were really really good ribs
1: well let's talk about what you did with the tips i got a lot of people
0: watch that video because man it's good oh yeah well so okay i want I, I cut i took those whole spare ribs and i cut the i guess you call it the breast plate or the tips off and you know you cut it
1: down into st louis yeah cut cutting
0: cut the whole slab down into st louis it leaves you that top part of the tips where it connects back together to the breastbone well I wanted to make some, uh, tasso, tasso ham out of those tips, which is tasso is just a, a Cajun meat that they use to flavor, uh, stews, gumbos, jambalayas, anything, Bates, yeah. anything they want to add a smokiness to with some smoked pork. They really call it tasso. And it's all it is is just heavily, heavily Cajun seasoned meat. They put it on a smoker and smoke it till it's, you know, rendered all the fat out. And it's kind of much just flavor town <laughs> really <laughs> that's all it is and so i did that i had some uh, uh a buddy of mine named brad he's got a a, a couple boudin shops down down in louisiana ronnie's boudin shout out well he sent me some uh, boudin and he sent me some seasoning for some cracklings that they had and it was ronnie's crackling and you know pork rind seasoning or whatever and so i was going I was, and it tastes really good it's real peppery it, it doesn't have a sweet note at all but it's if you think of a a Cajun seasoning, this is kind of, to me, what it tastes like. It's like if you go get a sack of those cracklings from a little Cajun store, yeah. that's the season they put on them or something similar. And I was so I decided to make some tasso ham with it. I seasoned up those tips, and I, I didn't cut them up. They were still, you know, just like I broke them off the slab of ribs, big long pieces, as long as a rack, probably about three or four inches wide.
1: On season, one end. On one end, <laughs> and, and it tapers
0: down. Yeah. And I just seasoned them real heavy and throw them on the smoker, 250, and they stayed on there, heck, I'm guessing six, seven hours, because I didn't wrap them, I didn't do nothing. I was just rendering the fat, and the way I knew they were done is when I picked them up, and they just kind of broke. And I was like, yep, these are done. So I took <laughs> them in, and I, basically I just wrapped them up, took them inside, let them sit out on the counter for, I know, two hours, and then I put them in the fridge overnight. The next day, I got my cleaver out, put them on the cutting board, just kind of chumped them into big, you know, hand-sized chunks, something that you would throw... Think of the way you would use a ham hock and a pot of beans or collards or something like that. That's the way I'm going to use this. And I vacuum sealed it into a couple pieces at a time, you know, in a bag. So now, when I'm making gumbo or I'm making jambalaya or anything like that, I can take out those out of the freezer, let them thaw, throw them in my pot, and it's going to season whatever I'm cooking, give it some of that good smoke flavor.
1: That'll be good in greens. Next time I make greens, we'll use some. I I request that. And it's almost gumbo time. Yes, it is.
0: That's already on my mind too.
1: I think I've got,
0: I got a buddy. He's got a duck club over in Arkansas, Ko, and he's uh he says he's got some ducks. He's going to give me in my freezer. So I want to do some gumbo.
1: Duck gumbo, yeah. Or duck, is it just duck and sausage? He's got some
0: specks too. So he's going to What's a speck? St- a goose.
1: Oh, okay. He swears it's
0: good, and I've never ate it. I've always heard goose was a little oily, but I'm gonna give it a try.
1: Hey, if there's one person that can figure it out, I think it might be you. Yeah,
0: I'll let you know if it's worth eating or not.
1: I remember I somebody like gave these... us pheasants one time, and I tried to make a pheasant salad out of it, like a chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. But it had so much buckshot in it. <laughs> or what is it? Birdshot. Da- birdshot, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I couldn't pick it out. It was like the smallest little <laughs> salad. <laughs> yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. Anyway, so Labor Day's this weekend.
0: It is, and I hope everybody's firing up the grill. I had to, so we're going over to Alabama. Northern Alabama, I've got a cousin that's getting married over there uh, in Muscle Shoals. And so, we're, I've never been to Muscle Shoals. I'm kind of excited because there's a few of those recording studios that I want to go tour. Yeah, the
1: Swampers. Yeah,
0: and, uh, man, college football kicks off. So, there's going to be a lot going on. There is. Okay. But I had to cook. I got roped into cooking for yeah. the rehearsal dinner tonight. <laughs> so, I went and I told you I found them butts on stuff for $1. nineteen. I got six of those. And then I got three whole briskets. Huge brisket.
1: Yeah. They, those were, man, they
0: were night every one of them was 19 pounds over 19 pounds and i just got i put them on last night uh, about eight o'clock i just took everything off the smoker i turned i put it on my old hickory and just went low and slow with it overnight i set it on like 225 and i just i didn't wrap i just let them get you know good bark on them and those briskets just hit the the butts when i got up this morning were about 192 i let them go a little bit longer and the briskets just hit like 204 205 so I've got it all holding now, and
1: we'll be traveling here to Alabama when we wrap this podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of this, because we're doing, I guess you'd call this a small catering job, and that's kind of our specialty. We've never gotten into the big-time catering gigs where you're booking catering gigs every weekend, and, you know, you've got all the equipment and stuff and big parties. We've always kind of done the small Specialty catering. Specialty stuff. catering. Specialty <laughs> catering. <laughs> So I thought we'd talk about. We get a lot of questions about you know starting catering businesses or mm-hmm. or people that are you know just wanting to cater for maybe the church or the you know a friend's party or you know small just small time catering.
0: Hey man, I'm telling you right now, catering's where your money's at. Yes, you can hang up uh, trying to you know start the restaurant first. If you can get a successful catering business going, you can pay all the bills with that. Well, <laughs> what I you know the reason why I like catering is because it's predetermined what you're going. There's no waste. Everything that you know, you know, you calculate out how much you need to serve, and you know it's all going to be used. And you typically There's charge no per head, yeah, and, and you usually, order per
1: head. Man, yeah. it's usually double or triple what you can get for <laughs> in a restaurant,
0: too. I mean, if you go and look, catering's expensive. It's yeah. not cheap. I mean, and you and barbecue don't have the... catering's really getting popular, too. A lot of yes. people are using it for weddings, um, for, for all kinds of things. Barbecue's really getting popularity in catering.
1: So I thought we'd talk about what we know. Just share what we know. Well, the first
0: thing I tell everybody is go out and get you some food safety classes and get that license, the service safe, all that. Learn your local health department rules. You can't just jump into catering. You can't say, oh, I'm going to cater this. Yeah. No, you can't do it like that. You gotta you don't wanna make anybody sick. You don't wanna get sued. You gotta cover all your bases. Learn your local regulations, whatever they are. If I mean there's I know some places you can do it with a food truck, you can do it with your barbecue trailer, as long as you have all the proper, you know, the water, the triple sink, all the you know, the the way to hold it hot, the way to keep it cold when it's cold, uh the proper kind of cooker that they approve in your area. All that stuff's important that you need to have, but some of them even require you to have a commissary which is like a separate kitchen headquarters kind of that you can do mainly all the cooking in. I mean, so there's different rules and regs and you don't want to run into those and get shut down because you're not you don't you're not aware of them or you're not following them. So before you jump into anything, I always do do some homework.
1: Yeah. Well, um, if you're serious about actually turning into a real a business, business yeah, yeah. you probably need to go to a little barbecue school. Oh, yeah. Mike and Amy Mills do a great one. And yeah, the business of barbecue. Yeah. They
0: talk. They do some excellent catering. They'll show there. you how to make it
1: profitable. You know how I, to break it I down. I went to
0: that one years ago. We, you know, we yeah. went to it years ago, and I learned my eyes were open to, to, to all kind of the business side mm-hmm. of it. Uh, how to price stuff. What it what it actually takes. Because it's not just going to <laughs> Sam's Club and buy a bunch of food yeah. and cook it. And putting it in vans and taking it to somebody but There's that's what i want to talk to about today well you know i say all this and how, how you should do it and this you know <laughs> did i do it like that Heck no <laughs> i said man look we're gonna cook some barbecue <laughs> <Y'all want something? laughs> yeah we can do it <laughs> sure i can show up i can feed 60 no and i mean and that's you know probably how most people start nobody yeah. goes out and does everything that you, the way you're supposed to But that's how, if anybody officially asked me, that's how I would recommend doing (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) But I'm talking about somebody in their backyard that wants to cook for the church group. Yeah. Or Um, maybe, you know, most of our catering, I mean, we would get money sometimes, but a lot of it was bartering.
0: (laughs) Trained it for services. Well, no, you're you're right. We would get a sponsorship from somebody for Mm -hmm. a couple grand and then say, oh, well, by the way, we've got a company party. We want you to cook for it. Yeah. So we would do it in trades. Yeah. And that, I mean.
1: That happened a lot.
0: So, a lot of the people, you know, people ask me how to price it. Well, the two ways, the easiest ways for me is first, go and get some comparable companies that's doing mm-hmm. it in your area and find out what they're charging. Because you can't be, you don't want to be under because you don't want to leave nothing on the table. And you don't want to be way over because you're not going to get any jobs doing it. Yeah. The next thing is, the easiest way to cost it is just two times whatever it costs you. Yeah. That's how, if it cost
1: you five
0: hundred, charge them a thousand. Yeah, that's how. I mean, and that's it. You're, so you're putting some money in there for your time and you know for your effort. Uh, my favorite ones to do are just drop-off catering. Yes, that's the way where to go. I, I know you know how many people they want to they want the food for. I can figure it up. I can say yes, I'm bringing enough meat for this many, enough sides for this many. It's all panned up. The cold stuff's cold. The hot stuff's hot. When I give it to them, it's their responsibility to a, a drop off.
1: We put it in pans. We put lids on the pans. You know, we got the large lids for the large pans. Saran wrap it's the hot not, stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's that'll not, save
0: you beans, too. Like, yeah. if you transport beans, put you some saran wrap over it, put full on it.
1: But we also put stickers on the top. It's got our logo, logo on it, our website on it, and it's got the name, like, this is coleslaw. You know? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. not only looks professional, it's a quick and easy way to make yourself look professional, that in sure my is. opinion. And... You know, you've got everything labeled for everyone, but that is the best because if you have to go set up for like a wedding or something, you've got to have, have chafing dishes, serving utensils, tablecloths. Oh, I hate
0: weddings. I, you know, I, I, I don't mind drop-off weddings. Yeah. But what gets me when you do weddings and they say, okay, we want to eat at six o'clock. Well, the weddings before, and then you know, they, so you're prepared. Okay, we're gonna start serving at six, <laughs> but we don't start taking pictures till six. We're
1: not gonna eat till everything gets seven. Back, you know, yeah. And then at
0: seven thirty, next thing you're trying to hold all this food that you've got set up and ready to go at six. That's the nightmare to me, and that's why I don't do.
1: And you've got a lot. I don't do weddings. Yeah, you've I just got a lot out, of people yeah. dealing with weddings. You got the bride, the family, oh, yeah. the there, there's a lot. I'll
0: I do haven't. wedding drop offs only. I won't do set-ups. And I mean, I guess even for family, I get conned to I don't like these <laughs> anymore. But, but I can't say no to family. That's the bad thing when it's family.
1: Well, where do you buy the meat for your catering?
0: Usually I try to get it. I mean, you know, I small time. Have, if I'm small time, I'm probably shopping Sam's Costco mm-hmm. or whoever's got it on sale.
1: Restaurant um, Depot might be an option. Restaurant Depot is a great oh, yeah. one. That's a restaurant, restaurant supply, supply store locally.
0: Um, you know, when you start getting bigger, we we opened up an account at U.S. Foods, to where you know it's a food distributor like Cisco or PFG or one of those um, you know bigger restaurant restaurant. I guess they you really got food to some... Yeah, you got to do some volume to do that. And but and we used we used to do a pretty good bit of uh, fundraising catering. And you know I hadn't of course I hadn't ordered anything from in a long time, so I hadn't done as much of it. But now I mean I'd usually go to my butcher and ask them you know what's what's the price of pork butts this week. What can you get them for? You know that's that's a great. That's a great way, yeah,
1: because they might could save you a little money.
0: Around the holidays, you can just about expect you're going to find it on sale, so you can save a little money. But you know, just regular regular catering jobs, you may be stuck by going to Sam's and paying their case price or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've found that Sam's and Costco is usually a little more expensive. They have been. Sam's
1: is more expensive than Costco. Is that what you're
0: saying? Uh, They have, but Sam's has been a little more expensive than Costco in Portland here lately, from what I've seen. I haven't been, I mean, not knocking Sam's, because I do a lot of shopping there, but they're, I haven't been happy with their pork lately. Mm-hmm. Since they've switched, it seems like, man, all they've got is these little tiny individual-packed butts. They used to have really, really good, I, I mean, I love the IBP, I think it was IBP Supreme Trim butts they used to get. And there was a double-pack of them, they had like that green, green and black label yeah. on them. And, man, you could pick through there and find these big money muscles, and all the butts were in the 8- to 10-pound range. And now you go to Sam's, and all you see is these little 6-pounder, Um, you know, I don't know what they, what brand. I think it's, I think it's Smithfield, but I don't know why they're making such little butts now or why they're, I think
1: they're going more to a retail instead of a wholesale. Man, I've seen (laughs) Sam's commercials on TV.
0: Sam's supposed to be a wholesale (laughs) club where you get good prices on stuff. And now they're trying to turn into, I guess, a souped up Walmart. Walmart, Walmart, It's a Walmart without as many choices, but you have to buy massive quantities of them. You have to watch Sam's. I mean, I guess, and Costco too, because some of the stuff, they, they really got it marked up. You can get it cheaper elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's some stuff I absolutely have to get at Sam's. My pans, my, you know, my aluminum full to, toilet paper, paper <laughs> yeah. towel, you know, <laughs> racks. All, all the stuff, supplies like that, I always get at Sam's. Trash bags, you know. But some stuff, if you go in there and buy, man, nope. You're going to get beat on mm-hmm.
1: Beans are great at Sam's. Beans are great. i tell nachos, you what. Nachos. Nachos. <laughs> nacho
0: cheese and nacho chips. You're not going to beat their
1: price. Last time we tried to get the nacho chips and the price wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, did they, you know what? They changed it. it you we used to get to three bags in a box. Yeah. And it was like $6 for the box.
0: Now it's like 12 bucks.
1: Yeah, for two bags.
0: I feel like I'm ranting on Sam's Club. I'm not. <laughs> I like Sam's Club. I've been a member for, I think my thing said, 16 years. <laughs>
1: uh, Some days he just wants to go and... Walk around Sam's Club. <laughs> so, what meats would you um, recommend for catering? There's ribs, but ribs are.
0: I money. don't recommend catering ribs. Ribs is a hard one to do because you put so much in it. Most time, people don't want to pay for. The, I mean, you got to think you do a slab of ribs for catering. You need to be What's getting twenty two to twenty five bucks. Yeah. Well, for one, the rib itself the slab itself is going to cost you ten, and then everything else to go in it, you're going to be probably closer to fourteen, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, you, you gotta think, you try to two times that, you're at 28 bucks. That That's should high. be an average price. I mean, and I say it's hard to sell ribs for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless you're doing like a massive quantity. Like I've done some jobs where it's like we do 150 cases of ribs, I mean, 150 slabs of ribs. Yeah. And I can, you know, I can cut the cost down to about 17, 18 bucks on that because of the volume. But if you're just, you know, you're just talking doing 20, 30 slabs. You're gonna get beat up. Less you're gonna yeah. up if you're under twenty bucks. On them. you can't hardly go to a restaurant and get a full slab for less than twenty bucks. Most of them's twenty two ninety five that I see. So that's the price. You know, I'll be in that part from ribs. Pork butts is gonna be your number one thing to cater. It's the easiest. It's the easiest. I mean, it's it, it stays feeds warm the most easy. people. I mean, it feeds the masses. Brisket's tough. Brisket's so expensive that by the pound you need to be. You need to be figuring on cook cost. I mean, you know, upwards of nine, 10 bucks a pound, at least. And it's hard to go to a restaurant and get brisket at nine ninety nine by the pound anymore. I've seen briskets going on and just people advertising them on Facebook. Cooked brisket, 120 bucks. Whole packer cooked. What? That's crazy, ain't yes. it? But if you think about it, it's going to probably yield about 12 pounds of meat. That's 10 bucks a pound. That's about to go and yeah. rate. Yeah. I mean, so you, you have to think about that. Uh, chicken. And chicken's chicken's not too bad. But ch- I hate doing catering on chicken. You can't you do pretty much cooking on site.
1: Well, pulled chickens not that bad. That's what I was to Say you could do whole chickens, pull them and serve them, and they make they're great. We serve them with a pineapple sauce and Hawaiian rolls, or
0: with the white barbecue, or sauce. or with the white the barbecue coleslaw. sauce. They're yeah. really good like
1: that. Yeah, no, people, They make
0: great sliders or yeah. serve
1: with little dinner rolls. That's a really good option for people because you get the dark and the white mixed together. You put a little sauce on them. And it stays hot, it stays juicy, it doesn't dry out. You, you could do quarters, you know, chicken quarters, but you don't want to do stuff like chicken breasts and try to hold it at all.
0: I've, I have the, the most success I've had, I've, I guess you call them the little airline breast or the little smaller, you know, four ounce, four to six ounce portion of a breast. Yeah. You can do those, but the, the hold time's not long at all. So the way I like and to do them is start them on a smoker and get them most of the way cooked and then have a grill on site. And grill them right there where they're coming off, they're panning fresh and they're going out. But it's, it's a little trickier to do chicken. Yeah.
1: Um, well, the big problem with that is getting all those pieces about the same size, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, when I've done chicken before and so the people have really liked it, it's been that popcorn chicken that you see. And
1: it, <laughs> yeah. And it, man, it was
0: a, the one I was getting was a Tyson product and it was like chunks of white chicken that had already been breaded and probably.
1: It's fully cooked, wasn't
0: it? I don't know if it was, it was partially cooked, I know. You had to cook it. So you could throw it in a higher degree um, cooker, like a, a smoker mm-hmm. or a grill, or you could do it in the oven. And it was a good alternative to somebody that wants something. if They want another protein at a wedding or an event or something. Yeah, that's because not kids barbecue. like it. Yeah, because yeah, kids tear it up. But it's pretty good chicken, actually, yep. from what I've had. Wings I mean, or- usually I'll do... Well go ahead. Three or four meat <laughs> options give them a choice and they'll pick two. Yeah. That's how I like to do it. So I, you know, it might be now if you price brisket and ribs, it's gotta go higher. You gotta put that price on there. But pulled pork's kind of a staple and then most people will pair it with pulled chicken or popcorn chicken or even I mean, wings. I've even done chuck roasts, you know, wings. Yeah. Wings it I you don't see I don't see a lot of catering job wings but just because it's a little messier. But I have sold you know, you do sell wings to like Parties where people are having to get together or something like that, and they want you know fifty piece or a hundred piece or whatever.
1: Yeah, especially for like
0: Super Bowl time, yeah. football games, tailgate,
1: yeah, stuff like that. Couple showers at night, yeah, things like no. that. Yeah. Um, and then
0: there's I don't a- mind doing wings because you can do a ton of them on a smoker. I've got these big wing racks; it's like a basket kind of mean, You can, I think I can get. I counted them the other days I did some. Heck, it was 50, 50 pieces, I think, in each rack. And I got four of them, so I could do 200 of times. Of party wings. Yeah, and they cook in an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they take long to cook.
1: You season them, put them on the rack, cook them for an hour, hour and a half, and then you can either toss them in sauce or leave them dry.
0: Or dry, yeah. They're, I mean, you can go any way with them once you get them
1: cooked. Mm-hmm. There's always whole hog catering.
0: That's you know whole hog catering specialty. specialty, and it's really, really profitable. Because most of the time people are doing that for show. They're wanting to impress people. And anytime somebody, you know, says something about catering a whole hog, it automatically starts at 2000 bucks. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not included being on site and cooking and well, all Well, that's that.
1: your time. you got to show up and cook yeah. overnight. You put
0: a lot into a hog, mm-hmm. a lot. 1000 bucks for one, you know, dropped off or picked up is not is not a bad price if yeah. you're doing that. And I think how I many people can feed with it?
1: And it's... You you get a big presentation with that. It's a big deal to oh yeah. To a lot of times
0: centerpiece.
1: So um, how do you figure how much to cook?
0: Well, I usually figure average person's going to uh, eat about a third of a pound of meat per serving most of the time. That's what I mean. Some people figure a quarter pound. I figure I, I usually figure a third because I want them to have a little more. And you want to make sure so I, yeah, I base it on a third of pound per person, and then usually two ounces per side. Which is a two ounce, a good two ounce serving, a scoop of, of whatever side it is, um, and that's how I usually do it. So, so if
1: you've got like pulled pork and pulled chicken, you figure that they need. A fourth, a pound of each. Yeah, that's usually for
0: two people because most people get a little bit of both. Yeah. And it really it depends on how you're serving it. Is this going to be plated? Is somebody going to be portioning it out? Is it going to be buffet style where they're going to get it? I always put a little bit more. Like say if I figure a third pound per person and it's fifty people or whatever, and then I I'll put ten more percent on it, just so there's extra. You know, the worst thing I can say is run out, and I know that's probably not good business. But, <laughs> I, but I always want people to have more. I want people to go back and say, "Man, did you?" Did you get that barbecue? It was so good. Yeah. That, you know, and so I, the worst thing is somebody, I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah.
1: We ran and out. And
0: I'd rather, I'd rather take a to little To that's bad I business. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah because is.
1: what's the cost of adding an extra 10% of Nothing. the meat? I mean, it ain't it's that very much. Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: already cooking. You're already doing it. The cost of that, you've got it marked up enough to where it's not really costing you anything. So, now, but, if you're trying to be one of these bottom dollars and sell them at, you know, three ninety five a person for a meat and two sides, and you're really scraping. You're probably just giving them a barely enough. Yeah. But I've always been my product's premium. You know, I'm not. The, I'm not going to do it the cheapest first. One, I don't want that business. I don't want to be known as the cheap guy. He's got the best prices. I want to be known as the
1: guy that has the best food. That has
0: the best food. That's pretty fair. Maybe you know, he may be high, but man, his stuff is. That's the one you want. That's the one I want. Somebody wants his business card because they want to have a wedding or they want to have a, an event. You're that's the Lamborghini what, yeah, of yeah, catering.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, man. Well, um. Let those other businesses <laughs> sell it cheap and you'd be the guy that's giving them more than what they deserve. Yeah.
1: So when you're catering, what do you do for Trimming. I don't do a lot
0: of trimming and catering. I mean, not, I mean.
1: For those port butts, did you do any catering or did you do any trimming for the port butts we got on the side? I took right them now? out of the
0: crawl vac, kind of went over them with a paper towel if there's any moisture on them and then looked them over. I did see a couple places where, you know, there'll be a little piece of bone fragment or something. I trimmed that off. I'll look and see if I see any glands. I'm not digging way off in there or anything, but if I see anything that just doesn't look right, I'll have a knife and get that off. But most of the time, I'm going to pull it all anyway, so I'm going to hand sort it and get everything that you know. If there's anything in it that's not edible it you know, wouldn't be good, I'm going to take it out. Not anyway. edible,
1: not edible, unedible.
0: Or, yeah, <laughs> not edible. I jump, jump, my word, talking too fast.
1: So, what about the brisket?
0: Um, the only thing, I mean, I, I kind of do it. I like to take the hump out. I like to square up the edges, and sometimes the sides will have a little bit of oxidation on it. You know, that little gray color discolor. I'll always go right down the side that has that. I'll go ahead and square the nose off where I can start making my cuts with the grain running. And then usually on one side of the brisket, it thins out. And I always take that off a little bit because I want it to be an even slice all the way across. I don't want these big wide slices that are, that's going to crumble out anyway a lot of times. So I'll just kind of square my flat end up. Flip it over on the big hump on the fat side. I'll, I'll knock that down some. Make sure the, fl- just the, trying to the make point's kind of even. I want it to lay flat on the grill. And then I'll take it. If there's some silver skin on top of the flat that's real thick, I'll take a little extra time and get some of that off. But I'm not spending a lot of time on brisket either. Not for, you know, a, a catering job yeah. brisket. This isn't a show brisket. It's going to be sliced up. It's going to be panned. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be in a little bit of au jus. And it's going mean, to be, yeah, it's going to be excellent. I just, you know, and... That's the best way to do it to me. When I slice them, like when I'm serving brisket for catering, I don't do it in big slices. I'll take the flat and point, separate it, you know, I'll sli- I'll turn the, the point sideways, get across its grain, slice it up in about quarter inch slices, take off some of the excess fat on bottom if there is any. And then on the flat, I'll just start making my cuts across the grain on it, about a quarter inch slices. And then when I'll get it all back together, usually I can get 25 to 30 slices. Out of a good size flat of 20, you know, about 19, 20 pound brisket. And then I'll take that and slice right down the middle. All of a sudden I've created portions others. of them. Yeah. yeah. So instead of somebody saying, Oh, I love brisket. I'm going to get two big slices. They'll get a half, two halves, which yeah. is a whole slice. And that's a good portion. I mean, that, you know, by the time you get that and you get some pulled meat, you've got, you know, you're not going to eat a half pound of meat at a, event like that yeah
1: that fits, and especially if you have other if it's options.
0: a guy's hunting club or you know turkey <laughs> federation dinner or something like that those guys are eaters you're gonna estimate a little more
1: meat if i'm but going to line, i'd rather have, of, have a, a half of a slice yeah. because i want to try the chicken too and I, I want to try this too you know, the know? size that like yeah. go with it yeah i'm getting some of that popcorn chicken <laughs>
0: <laughs> with the kids table with the red dress and honey mustard <laughs> that's how i roll
1: I'll try it all and another thing, you know, like we had did these butts and we did these briskets. We seasoned them really good, put them on the smoker, but we kind of put a lot of flavor on the back end too, especially with the um, pork butt. That's where I
0: always reseason. I mean, I'm not taking them anything plain. I'm not just taking them all. I mean, first off, we're going to pull the blade bones, go through that meat, hand pull all of it, get out any fat that didn't render any of that skin or anything, you know, pick all that out. I'm hitting it with some AP, salt, pepper, garlic. That's the flavors people know. And then I'm. You don't probably, go heavy. No, not just heavy. Just enough. Enough. You taste it as you yeah. taste a little bit. Get a bite. Make it really, really, you know, Make palatable. it
1: where people won't even notice that it's there when they yeah. eat it. They're just going to be like, oh, wow, this has so much flavor. And then I
0: usually take a little bit of the drippings and a little bit of barbecue sauce, mix that up, and then add some moisture back to it. Toss it by hand, get it in a big Ziploc bag, get all the air out, put it in another pan, cover it in full. And then it drops down in the Cambro or dry cooler or something to hold it, and
1: it, it it'll stay warm. It'll
0: for stay above. Hours. It'll stay above 140 for at least four hours like that. And then once you serve it, they got four hours before once they put it out, and they got four hours for it needs to be thrown away. So you're looking at it a long time.
1: And then with the briskets, you, like you said, you sliced them. You. Half those slices, and then you're going to put it in a large I, pan.
0: I usually mix up some some maju. Like I'll take some, you know, some Chinese uh, fr- French dip, and co- reconstitute that in a little water. Maybe add a tablespoon of, of uh, better than bouillon beef or something like that. Or you
1: could just take a beef broth beef and broth. season it
0: yeah, yeah. And I season that up but i, I want to add some more moisture back to the brisket not to cook it just to hold it and to keep it in some moisture so it doesn't dry out
1: it'll start soaking up moisture up a little bit it too. will it'll
0: sponge it up yeah it'll, it'll start setting i mean and then that's the way they can take that and serve it i put it back in a pan saran wrap full cambro get to where you're going give it to them and they put it in their drop it in their shaving dish or whatever and Pull the plastic, and this goes. It's got hot, yeah. moisture. All they got needs, needs tongs and ready to serve.
1: The thing about using the saran wrap and, the, and putting it in Ziploc bags is it keeps it moist. It keeps the heat in, and it also keeps it really moist. Um Pulled chicken, we do the same thing. We pull it, add a little seasoning on the back end, and just make it where it tastes good. And then put it in a bag, put it in a pan. So when you get there, you just open the pan up open the bag, pour the meat out, you're ready to go. I'm telling you,
0: the bags, keeping it in the bag holds it warmer a lot longer. It keeps all that moisture on it than just putting it in a pan.
1: To me, seasoning on your back end gives you maximum flavor and it saves you money you're not i know some good.
0: people that don't season at all they're, yeah, they'll like, they're put doing big the jobs like that they'll just put the meat on they know they're going to pull or run it to a buffalo chopper all at the end and they'll just season it at the back end that's when they add everything
1: well that's if
0: you're if you're trying to get your cost down i mean i to me seasoning i'm going to season the front end get the bark good and i'm going to do the whole nine yards i've even ejected before a lot of times i don't because i know i'm going to add the moisture to the back end but but, you know, that's just how I roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but instead of wasting money and time and injecting and really trimming and, and doing all this competition-type, you know, heavy-duty stuff to the front end, you can save, like you said, save money. Yep.
0: And it does save costs, especially
1: if you and get it up to volume. Really it really product. does. Yeah. Um, And we talked a little bit about how to hold. Let's talk about some of the sides, show. Okay. That's your really Hold on. What sides do you like to for catering? Let me turn my page.
0: (laughs) Well, I know the typical ones, coleslaw, beans, potato salad. Um, You've got some recipes on some of them, and some of them we've even shared on the
1: website. Baked beans are Uh, easy. Baked beans are easy easy because you can mix them up, put them on your smoker, smoke them, and you put foil on them, put a label on them.
0: The ones I like to do is apple pie baked beans. Those people go crazy over that recipe on catering and it's super simple yeah. I mean, it's easy to do it's just it's a baked loaded beans. up baked beans i mean they it's have sweet. the sweetness and then you get some of the meat from adding some barbecue and some of the sausage and then you got your vegetables in there and then you got your i cheat use the bushes baked beans yeah. doctored up you can start with pork and beans or whatever kind of beans you'd like for that matter but i mean i think adding all those flavors mm-hmm. to them i like to do the beans i'll have it all mixed up in the refrigerator the day before that way, all I have to do is take it out, cook it, you know, when I mean, it doesn't take long to do beans. Oh, yeah,
1: prep work. Get your prep work out of the way as early as possible. Coleslaw's is really easy. My recipe for—
0: You've got a fallback catering coleslaw. i got a fallback catering
1: want. coleslaw. You go to Sam's. You buy one tub of the pre-mixed coleslaw. I call it the wet. Yeah, we call it the wet. It's already made, ready to go to serve. A gallon uh, tub or something
0: it, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's
1: a tub. Um, and then you buy two of the dry coleslaw bags. It's just shredded cabbage, yeah.
0: carrots, the uh, whatever whatever's in the purple stuff.
1: So you get you. Uh, what size are those? Two and a half gallons. Two and zip a half ball? gallon
0: hefties. Yeah. Zip top. My God.
1: Yeah. You put one of your bags of dry in in the hefty bag, then you put your tub of. The pre slaw. The wet. The wet. And then you need a... There's seasoning packets. Coleslaw seasoning packets. Um, Where do you find Kroger, Walmart, right. anywhere, usually in the produce department. It's just like a one-ounce package of coleslaw seasoning. And you could really make your own coleslaw seasoning up. But I use two packages of coleslaw seasoning, um, pour it in there, and then put another dry bag of dry on top, zip that bag up, throw it in a cooler, throw it in the fridge, and let it just sit there and... It'll start macerating. Macerating. macerating, Yeah, yeah. it
0: pulls all the moisture. All that moisture acts on that other slaw, and it makes the perfect mixture. It does. There's no guesswork. The two gives you
1: texture. The problem with the wet stuff that you buy at Sam's and it's ready to serve is it's got way too much moisture and it has no texture. Um, But you add those two bags of dry to it.
0: Evens it out. It
1: all evens it out, and let it sit for about two to three hours.
0: So you don't even add your own mayonnaise. No man, no, you show. It's already got... you it up to that small? <laughs> no. You-
1: <laughs> and another one's potato salad. This is one I cheat on, too, sometimes. Not always. It depends. Um, but you can buy the pre-made uh, potato salad at... Well... Sam's Club? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with Sam's Club tighter I don't do this, but I'm sure. Which word? do the tighter sauce are like the home
0: style, all the white.
1: You can get any of them. It depends on which one you want. Yeah. You just grab them, bring them home. open. Dock them the, up. Yeah. What
0: do a little, you add like to it?
1: little AP, a little seasoning and all, whatever you want to add. And then this is the key. You put it into a different container. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you put it into your small <laughs> pan and you top it with either. Uh, you could do bacon, crumbled I like bacon. it loaded up. Yeah. Let's see, this is where you green take it to the level. chives and paprika. And if you really want to kick it up, you do all three. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I, shoot. I, man, you could People
1: are like, it. this potato salad is delicious. It's the <laughs> best
0: potato salad ever. Yeah, heck it yeah, is. I add a pound of bacon to it. Add some cheese. <laughs> add some green onion. I pretty much make cracked potato salad. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah,
1: you just add a little seasoning and doctor it up just a little bit. It's so much easier than trying to...
0: boil potatoes. Now, we have boiled potatoes. Oh, yeah, we've done I'm it. awesome And I space.
1: still do it for, you know, certain events, smaller yeah. events. Uh, broccoli salad's a really good one.
0: That's the one that people go crazy over, yeah. too. Now, the broccoli salad, it's, if you've never had it, you take, like, stalks of broccoli it's just flour broccoli you cut them up yeah. a little bit right you cut them into bite sized bits so they're not so big Yeah. but what the key to that one is the sauce and you make this it's like a coleslaw dressing is what it I is. call it but what it's
1: it kinda, it's, I mean, it's mayonnaise yeah. apple cider
0: vinegar and sugar that's all it is and
1: then it goes with uh golden it, raisins bacon um red onion. red onion and broccoli so that's all it is yeah and if I, we're doing a catering job i typically show up with the broccoli in one bag with um, bacon, all the dry, you know. The, the
0: onions, the raisins, the broccoli.
1: Yes, they're all in a ziploc bag, and then I've got a container with the dressing. And right before it's time to serve, like thirty minutes before it's time to serve, I combine the two. And if you keep it in the bag, it mixes so easy. You just kind of shake it up, mix it, throw it back in your cooler, let it hang out for thirty minutes. It's ready to serve.
0: If you do it too soon, if you do the it broccoli salad too soon, it, it starts get you lose the texture of the broccoli. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you let it rest. Now, coleslaw, how long does it need to go? Because you do go back and toss it a couple times. Yes. Three hours. It needs three hours? It
1: does. At least. I'd say three.
0: salad, it don't need any time. (laughs) 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 Hardest part of it is cooking the bacon, right?
1: Exactly. Let Sam's
0: do the work on that one.
1: Um, Green beans. Those are super easy. They kind of go back to like the baked beans.
0: Yeah. I use the big cans of green beans and strain them and then throw them in a big pan and season them up. Add a little bit, just a little bit of moisture to them so they'll steam. Chicken broth or yeah, water. Yeah, and then put them in the smoker, cover them up. Or get, let, let some smoke get on them first, and then cover them up, get them steamed or they're just really tender. Yeah. And then, man, usually put some pulled pork in there with them. If,
1: if you don't need a vegetarian option, you get yeah. throw some pulled pork in there, it'll really make them good.
0: Green beans, AP, pulled pork, little dash of vinegar just some to brighten onion. them up. A little touch of sugar in there, some onion, some
1: and that's another one. You pull it out of the smoker, you put a lid on it, it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Um, pasta salad.
0: That's standard. Yeah. Those are easy. I like easy. creamy pasta salad. Some people don't because of the... Cre- you know, a lot of times people shy away from creamy stuff when they're doing catering.
1: Outdoors, especially. Yeah. So the pasta salad, like a vinegar or an oil-based, you know, pasta salad. Vinegarette, pretty much. Yeah, like, vinegar yeah, yeah. pasta salad's really good for outdoors. And you could throw in... <laughs> With that, I buy Suddenly Salad. The big box? (laughs) I buy the big box Suddenly Salad and add black, you know, make it to the package directions, but add black olives, tomatoes, um, you know, you could add whatever into it. Chunks of
0: salami. Yeah,
1: meat. uh, Um, A little
0: bit of the the cheese, like the little balls of mozzarella we've added to that too. We've done that too. Some really good pasta salad. Yeah. Um, you can just buy that tri colored. Uh, I call it. Was it tri corkscrew pasta? Yeah, and
1: make your own make dressing. Your own, and, and it's just like it.
0: a vinegar. You know, just like you're making a, a almost an Italian dressing.
1: Yeah, there's all. You could use any noodles. You know, you yeah, can use yeah. shells. I've seen
0: people or, use macaroni. I've seen them use the. what's the rigatoni like the little skinny tubes or whatever?
1: Yeah, um, corn casserole is a good one. It it's one you could throw on in the oven or in the smoker. Any type of casserole like that. Red beans and rice is a popular one.
0: Yeah, for a side dish. Yeah. I pretty much do the standards. I mean, you know, you got your coleslaw, potato salad, broccoli salad, pasta salad, beans, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's what just, we
1: do is we'll give someone a list and it's options. got three or four meats and, you know, five, six sides. Got, yeah,
0: the, the hardest part on that is just figure out your servings, how much you can get out of it for, you know, and just figure two ounces per person what I do. is how, and then, Work your price out of that. Typically, sides aren't that much. They're yeah. they're usually pretty, you know, pretty inexpensive for what you get. Especially if you're not doing a lot of cooking for them. If you can make them they're easy on you, yeah, and they still taste good. Especially
1: if you stick to like the baked beans, the coleslaw. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, and also, we always throw in a banana pudding.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> our desserts. You yeah. know, I mean, a lot of times, especially like a wedding or something, they're doing cake or. Something like that. But if you're doing, like, office party catering or, you know, something, they might not have dessert. So we've done banana pudding's your specialty. I've done cobblers. Those are easy. Um,
1: Banana pudding I like because I can make it up the day before. And either, it depends on how it's being served, either put it in small individual, you know, containers or into a large, um, you know, something to serve it in. A large, what I'll do sometimes is buy the um, cake I guess it's a plastic cake holder. It's like the kind you see. Shell, um, like
0: cake shell. Yeah, it's say, like the
1: kind you see. It's a, got a black bottom. They put a layer cake on it and put a dome over top right, of it. Right. Um I take those. <laughs> I'll buy them at the restaurant supply and, and turn them upside them. down. Yeah. And put the banana pudding in the bottom, you know, in the in the dome. And, and use the base on top. Because the when they take the base off and serve it, it just looks like a nice, fancy, clear, you, you know. You don't put
0: mayonnaise in the banana <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do. You don't even know. No, you don't. I don't.
0: <laughs> what is it? Cream cheese. It is so good. I'm not man, telling that one. That banana pudding, man, it's killer. What? You never gave me that recipe. Is that was that one that's in your like your treasure trove recipes. <laughs> 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 I can't let him have. He'll share it with the world.
1: No, no that's a. I'm that's one of those. One. If you knew what was in it, you probably wouldn't want to eat it as much. Oh. Because it mayonnaise no, no. out of don't I? No, it doesn't have mayonnaise. <laughs> it's got sweetened condensed milk okay. in it. I, I like that stuff. <laughs> and Cool up and cream cheese and bananas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. And a few other things. But no mayonnaise. You know, but dropping off uh, or, or letting them pick up is the best. That way you don't have to worry with anything.
0: That's where I, I would suggest. If anybody's who's wanting to dabble and just <laughs> briefly, you know, kind of just put your toe in catering. Start with drop-offs and pickups, because that's, I mean... You don't want to get it. You don't want to jump in and you've never done it and start trying to serve people and bite off more than you can mm-hmm. chew. That's the main thing. Just know, you know, don't over, you know, don't, don't overcommit. Don't overcommit. That's that's what I'm trying to spit out here. Don't mm-hmm. overcommit. That's the worst thing you can do. Is somebody get mad or you know upset that you didn't come through with what mm-hmm. you're supposed to,
1: so. or that you didn't do it? And, yeah. and you got to know your capacity. Yeah, do your homework. Make sure your equipment can handle it. Make sure you got it priced right.
0: All these things before you say, yes, I can do it. Because it's a lot of work. Because it's easy to say, hey, man, I want you to cook real man. I got it. I can do it. Yeah, no matter <laughs> When you, you start, yeah. knowing good and well, you probably can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's just a little basis. If you yeah. really want to get into catering, like we said, you might go take that.
0: a catering class. Yeah. Don't take it from us because we're, <laughs> we we did, we just stuck our well, we, no, we probably jumped in a few more times. Oh, we, we jumped
1: should. in way more. Uh, a lot of this
0: is speaking from experience, and I'm sure we've got a thousand horror stories on what not to do. <laughs> but you just got a different. Home, yeah, yeah, that's a different podcast. That's you got to learn welcome. some kind of way, you know.
1: There was one event that we did. This has been years ago, but. The tent somehow that they whoever set the tent up over the food table um, had attached the tent. I guess they thought that if they attached the tent to the table, it'd keep the wind from blowing it over, right? So we started setting the food up, and all of a sudden, a big gust of wind comes, knocks the tent over, takes the food table with it, and all the foods on the floor. And I mean, you can't pick it back up and it. Me.
0: No, you can't. <laughs> You're make do.
1: We had to make that, and it worked out. Luckily, we hadn't put anything like that we didn't have duplicates and plenty um, of. We hadn't started putting the meat and stuff on yet, so. But that's pretty much it for that.
0: Yeah, Uh, what else? What we got coming up, Shell? Well, this uh,
1: weekend we're going to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Go Rebels! Who's state playing?
0: Uh, Chumps. Yeah, they're all
1: playing chumps this weekend. What good game is there this weekend? Uh, Ole Miss. They're Texas playing State. some
0: chump team. Texas Tech is mm-hmm. not a chump team. They're playing Houston. Okay. I think it's the first game
1: Saturday morning. What are they play? The SEC network probably. <laughs> it's going <gonna play coughs> a- to be. It's going to be just a stop it. What's the headliner game this weekend? You know? Alabama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's some, there's several good ones. Is there? Alabama plays Louisville Saturday night. Okay. Uh, there's a game LSU's What's playing. The big-
1: Sunday night? I think. Sunday night. So I should
0: probably play on Monday night. It's
1: it's a LSU's playing Sunday.
0: Yeah. Really? I think so. Oh, for sure.
1: We'll be back in time to watch that yeah. one. We'll
0: put some money
1: on it. <laughs> and and it's Labor Day on Monday. It's Labor Day,
0: yeah. Get to sleep in Monday. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's what we got coming up uh, next weekend. Tuesday and then after, cut-offs.
1: yeah, that after that, the month of September is back to back. You've got six to eight contests booked in in September. Plus, getting food
0: plots ready for deer hunt.
1: Yeah. Wow. Plus, filming videos.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be a good fall, y'all. So, hey, we appreciate y'all listening to the podcast, and uh, that's all we got for today. So, have a we'll great s- see you next Shell. Before we sign off, where can they find us?
1: <laughs> you can find Malcolm at How to Barbecue Right on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Twitter and Instagram. Have a great Labor Day. Get some. Smoke in the air this weekend. That's right.
0: Keep on smoking. And hey, don't forget the app. You can find it on Apple, the iTunes Store, and Android. So We'll see y'all next time.